Hey girlfriend, I'm Samantha. If you're ready to beat burnout, find freedom, and explore what it looks like to live exponentially, you've come to the right place. I'm an Enneagram 2, a projector, and a get-it-done gal who decided that living life by the norm just wasn't working for me anymore. I started a membership back in 2018, and it grew a whole lot bigger and faster than I ever imagined. Then my students started asking me for help in building out their own memberships. By 2020, I became a membership mentor full-time, and soon after, I retired my husband from his career, and we hit the road to become digital nomads in our motorhome. Here, I'll share stories of my students, what it can look like to live exponentially, and how to make it happen. Hey, friend. What a year January was. Am I right? (laughs) I mean, last year, January was a doozy for me. And I was like, so devoted (laughs) to making January the best ever this year. And I can confidently now say I didn't get sick. And that was a huge accomplishment because I was so scared, (laughs) so scared that I was going to get sick. Chaz and I actually got into a huge fight because he got really sick and (laughs) I knew like I just knew I was gonna get sick from him like how do you avoid it I mean we live in 300 square feet it's almost impossible but I even with my really crappy immune system from autoimmune um just probably like almost overdosed on treatment for preventing sickness (laughs) I took all the ginger and the turmeric and the shots of all the things and I narrowly escaped it there was a couple times where I could feel it coming on I was like nope and I doubled down and like I just smelled like a walking essential oil lady (laughs) for probably weeks um every single night I was like dousing myself in thieves because I had to sleep next to him and he was just so sick poor guy but I didn't get sick and that was a huge win and I know so many of you guys battled sickness in January not just for yourself but for your kids and your family and oh it was just like one thing after the next and that happened to me from September to November (laughs) I was sick for two whole months and I was like I can't do this again like mentally emotionally physically I won't survive it (laughs) so by the grace of God I did not get sick and that was like honestly, probably my biggest goal for January. And I hope for February that I stay well as well. Um, last January, I actually got COVID for the first time when we went to California. Chaz caught it and then shared it with me so graciously. And, um, we had to end our January trip to California last year quite early and it was devastating. But this year, Um, We went to California the same week and I was like, oh Lord, please do not let us get sick on this trip. And we didn't, we were gone for 10 days. If you listen to our last episode, we kind of outlined everything, kind of what we did on our trip and how everything went with the van. And Chaz has been spending this last week. Um, He is finishing up all the things that need to get fixed up and finished up so we can go again. So We are set to head out again at the end of February, and I can't wait. We had a great time. I absolutely love the van. Um, Way more than I thought I would. I was a little scared of it at first. You know, it is 
that's a lot of risk. <laughs> um, traveling with all of the the thing that you just built and have poured literally your life savings into. Um, so it was scary, but the thing runs like a champ. It is great. I love it. Um, so all that being said, (laughs) today I want to talk to you about schedules and why creating a schedule is such an important part of your success in business. So when I first started my business, I was, I think I was freshly 25. I had worked for startups, if you know my story, I've always worked in the startup world and I really have not applied for a job since I was like 18. I've just kind of been cherry picked out of one place to go to the next place and so on and so on. And it has been such an incredible gift to be able to learn and grow in these startups instead of going to college and paying to learn. I got real life experience in business and I will say that kind of scrappiness that I have in my soul um, is probably my biggest asset as a business owner. Um, I just don't give up. And I think that that is so, so important. And I learned that not only from like going through it, but also from the mentors and the leaders that I was surrounded with. So such a gift. But when I started working for myself, it was kind of, it kind of happened unexpectedly. Uh, to be honest, it was like a very fast decision. Uh, it worked out right away, which is why I knew it was meant to be. But um, it was a very fast decision. So I didn't have this like awesome schedule that I'd created for myself beforehand. I had a part-time work from home job that I literally could do whenever I wanted, which was a little dangerous because I ended up doing it from 10 to midnight every day. Um <laughs> So that wasn't great, but, um, before I had created the schedule for myself, I lived in this like chaos in self-employment because for the first time in my life, I was actually in control of my schedule and it was like super freeing, but also wildly dangerous because here's what happened. I could work from my phone, from bed, like a hundred percent if I wanted to. I could do all my networking on my phone and that first of all was not healthy. It wasn't productive and there were so many days that would just seem to pass me by and at the end of the day I felt so much regret for what I hadn't accomplished. How could my day have been different if I had actually got out of bed? How much more could I have accomplished? And I am not a competitive person except with myself which I do think is a very healthy habit to have Um, because really in life, in business, in everything, your only competition is you. And if you're not competing with yourself, you're probably not challenging yourself. But if you're comparing yourself to others, I mean, there can be a healthy aspect of that. But really at the end of the day, there's only one you and you should only be striving to be better than you were yesterday. And on the days that I didn't get out of bed and I just worked from bed and stayed in my PJs all day, I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't feel good physically. I didn't feel good emotionally. I didn't feel like I'd accomplished everything I could have had I woke up at a decent hour, got out of bed and conquered the day. You know what I mean? So I worked from bed a lot. I was, 
for most intents and purposes, a social media manager. So I would occasionally have calls with clients um, to set them up. And I would do, I was doing like a hybrid of coaching and management at the time. And so I would have some coaching calls, but really not a lot. (laughs) So I had this choice to stay in bed and I just, it really started weighing on me. Like how much more could I accomplish if I had a schedule? And let me tell you, friend, my life changed. I saw a couple major shifts in my business and I will say having a schedule was the first one. The second one was hiring my assistant for the first time. Um, and then the third one was when I stopped leaning into hustle culture, honestly. So I've yet to see the fourth big shift, I think. <laughs> we'll see what that brings. But I want to keep telling you about this third, this first one. So when I shifted my mindset to having a schedule, you know, my sister, Jamie, if you know, Jamie, she's always big on schedules and getting up and getting dressed. Right. And she, oh, if she found out, if she ever found out that I was doing that, she would have laid into me (laughs) about not getting up and going for my day and conquering it. Um, so I decided to try it out and see what, how it would feel. And I was able to focus on what I had accomplished that day. I didn't have this regret and I didn't feel yucky physically. Um, I felt empowered and ready to take on the next day. And I had a lot more day to spend. Um, There were a lot more hours that actually did belong to me if I got up and had control of my day. Um, And I actually had time for a nap, which was my favorite thing. If you know me, you know, I'm a big nap girl. Um, even when I'm traveling in California, I think I said on my last podcast, my favorite part of having my van is that I can literally nap right after lunch. If I want to, you know, I can go out to lunch with my girlfriends. I can take a little walk around the mall, get my blood sugar walk in like Dr. Natalie would say, and then I can go take a nap and then I can go back and go inside for dinner if I want to. You know, I just, it's great. I love it. Um, But that was such a reward for me was having time for a nap because otherwise I would just wake up late, scroll on my phone, um, maybe get dressed, but I'd always feel rushed. I'd always feel like this regret and I wanted to get rid of that. And I can tell you confidently that I did. So let me give you a little sample of my schedule. Now, I'm going to tell you, honestly, my schedule has evolved as my business has grown. And that's exactly what it should do. I want you to take away, if you take away nothing else from this talk, I would love for you to create a schedule that is realistic above all. I mean, it's really great to have an ideal schedule, something that you could strive for on any perfect day that ideal you would wake up and do this schedule every single day. But we always like we know that that's not realistic every single day. So maybe an ideal version and a realistic version. I'm going to give you both of mine Um, and giving yourself that space and grace (laughs) to move freely through this. And if it's not perfect every single day, to allow that to be what it is. But the striving is always what you're going for. Being better than yourself yesterday, right? And striving for the schedule that is going to allow you to accomplish the things that you need to accomplish to change your schedule to have it more free the next month, the next week, the next year, whatever it is. So I'm going to share with you some samples 
of my current schedule. Like I said, it has evolved quite a bit. When I first started my business, I didn't have a whole lot of calls going on. So something that I implemented in my schedule was intentional networking outside my home because I knew if I got up and I did my routine early and I got dressed and I got ready to be seen by people outside my home, that would make me not only more productive overall, but it would put me in front of the people who needed to see me. Where did I meet these people? Largely on Instagram. So I do the networking a lot of time from my bed and then I would go meet them in real life. That is so, so important. I'm going to do another episode soon on networking and kind of the different facets of it and how it can take you from where you are to where you need to be because I'm a big fan. (laughs) I will tell you, I attribute my entire career to networking and knowing the right people. I mean, just the other night, (laughs) I was at a restaurant here in town and I happened to know these girls that run the place on the weekends and I didn't make a reservation because I'll be honest, we're in a small town. It's a small place. I really didn't think I needed one. I actually didn't even know that they took reservations. I walk in and I had told my friend I was coming, but she thought I already had a reservation. So I walk in And all the tables are marked reserved. And I was like, wait a minute. And she's like, oh, were you planning to eat now? (laughs) And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I don't have anything open until 630. And it was five o'clock. And we were meeting our other friends there. And thank God I knew them because they went way out of their way to make space for us. And had I not known them, they would have just sent us away, you know? So it always pays to know someone and networking can be incredibly powerful, not only for your life, but for your business specifically. So something I did early on was make these intentional times to network. And I see a lot of ladies doing this, even if they don't live in an area where it's super networking and business friendly, they make time for these coffee chats and they get to know people. And it's so, so vital for your business. I will, I will always stand by that. Um, another thing that I did was intentionally get dressed. Now I'm going to have my sister Jamie come on here. She's a stylist and talk about the power of this and how crazy it affects your mindset when you get dressed and you like the way you look and you feel good, how it totally changes your day. Um, but I, I made that a very, very big priority for myself. Um, The other thing I always did was, again, schedule myself a nap. I'm an autoimmune girly. I get tired. I've only got so much energy to give. I make sure I get that done. Um, I'm skipping over a very important part here that's always been part of my schedule. It was then. It's even more so now. Um, But it's my morning routine. And this has a lot to do with my, my quiet time, my prayer life, my journaling, my worship, my time with the Lord. Now, this may be different for you, but I think everyone should make that quiet time to, whether it's to have your coffee, listen to music, meditate, do yoga, whatever you're doing during that time, you should have space to start your day alone in solitude, like quietly and slow. Slow mornings were always, always a goal for me. I didn't want to feel like I was rolling out of bed and rushing to the office. That was such a huge thing for me. And I want to say, honestly, that's probably why I was so, like, not against, but like why I took six or so months 
to not have a morning routine was because I wanted that slow morning so badly. I worked for a company that wanted us there at like 7.30. It was ridiculous, you guys. And there was no reason to be there at 7.30. You can't even make phone calls legally until 9 o'clock. Um, but that meant I have to, I had to leave my house at 7, sometimes even earlier. And it was just kind of hard. <laughs> So I wanted a break and I took the break and I needed the break. But after about six months, it got to a place where I was like, okay, got to have that morning routine, quiet time. So I will say, I will attribute again, a lot of my success to that morning routine. Um, and then pretty much the rest of my day, a lot of my days when I first started out were just back to back calls and it was so unhealthy, you guys. I tried to take Fridays off for the longest time and then I would always give them up because I would rather help someone and have the paycheck from it than have the quote unquote day off. But what I did was burn myself out really fast and I'm not going to say I regret doing it. I'm, I'm really grateful for the lesson because I don't think I would be where I'm, na- where I'm at now. I would never have taken Fridays off if I wasn't burning myself out on Fridays. I would never have taken Mondays off if I didn't take Fridays off. You know, it was a gradual release of expectation of myself, a growth in my offer suite to allow for the income to cover it, growth in my mindset and in my trust of myself and the provision that I was going to receive. So it took a while and I'm grateful for that journey. I think that it's impossible to just go from zero to 60. You know, you, you have to kind of work your way there. And I absolutely believe in the getting there, the process of the getting there and all the lessons you learn while you're doing it. Um, but not only do I believe in like an ideal daily routine, but I'm a huge believer in a weekly schedule. I think that your days should be laid out. You should be very strict with yourself about what you do on Mondays and what you do on Tuesdays and what you don't do on Wednesdays and what you do on Thursdays and what you don't do on Fridays. And same goes for the weekend. Once you get to a place where you can fully take weekends off, because a lot of you may have started your business on the weekends or you may have a business where it is all weekends. But if you're working Saturday and Sunday, you better be taking at least two other days off. I know it's hard if you're doing a side hustle and in the meantime, you're working on the weekends like usual to, uh, to quote Drake, but you're working on the weekends to build yourself up so you can quit your job. And so you're working seven days a week. I get that. I've been there a thousand percent been there. Um, but make sure you're building enough oomph and enough, uh, like, tactical things into your schedule so that it doesn't have to stay that way forever. Because like I said, the networking that I built into my schedule and the naps, they helped me get here. So both the daily routine and the weekly schedule are equally important. So here we go with like my current ideal schedule. I'm going to go over my ideal and then I'm going to go over two versions of my realistic. So ideally I would wake up at 6 a.m. I would shower at 6.30. At 7 a.m., I would, I would make some lemon water. Haven't done that in forever. I'd make some lemon water, do my meditation, my prayer time, my worship, my journaling. 
7.30 or 8, depending on how long that goes, I would start with Instagram and I would get on there and start posting and interacting, doing my morning work, um, Voxer included. Uh, 9 a.m. I would finish getting ready because I've already showered. You know, my hair should be wet, all of those things. Um, I've air dried a bit and now I'm finishing getting ready and eating breakfast. If you guys don't know, Chaz started making breakfast for me before he ever quit his job, probably like two years before he quit his job. Um, he started making breakfast for me every morning and it has been a game changer for me. So if that is something that your spouse can work into their day to help you optimize yours, to get your business to a place where you want it to be, to gain financial freedom for the both of you, talk to them about that. Work that in <laughs> or vice versa. Do it for them, you know? Um, he had to eat anyway. He was cooking breakfast for himself. So he cooks breakfast for me. Um, cause I wasn't eating. That was the thing. And I've got a blood sugar thing. I'm a PCOS girly insulin resistance. Um, so that was something that he did to help me, my physical health and the health of our business too. Um, so 9am I would be eating breakfast a la Chaz. Um, 10am I would start my calls at noon. I would be done with calls for the day. I would take lunch or I would have a working lunch. Um, a lot of my business life in San Diego was working lunches. Absolutely loved it. It's not super possible here. Everything I do now is remote. Um, but I still would love to have that part of my business, especially as I visit new cities. So it's not something I'm willing to like delete from my schedule because I love it and I will continue to do that. Um, from one to three, I'm either continuing that working lunch or I'm running errands. 3 p.m. solid break. Um, I need that time. Whether I sleep or not, that is up to me and my body. But I typically need at least a brain break. I need to eat and then I need to take a brain break. Um, at 4 p.m., ideally, I would work out. Now in Washington, this has proved to be very hard. <laughs> I live in, again, 300 square feet. There is nowhere for me to do any type of activity, not even like yoga <laughs> in here. Um, I do have a trampoline. We do have a really nice walking trail close to us, but the weather tends to dictate that and it also tends to dictate my mood, which I, I hate that. We're working on it. So um, 4 p.m. I would work out. 5 p.m. I would start dinner or if I'm doing evening work. I might start that then if Chaz is doing dinner. Um, 6 to 6.30, I would eat dinner. 7 p.m., I would unwind, finish up anything that I loose ends for the day, work stuff. Um, and then 8 p.m., ideally, I would be taking a bath, Epsom salt bath, cupping, doing my detox, my, um, oh, what's it called? My castor oil packs, um, my self-care, my nighttime routine that I should be doing. <laughs> Um, and then I would be asleep by 10 o'clock. That's my ideal schedule. And I'll be honest with you, maybe 50% of that stuff actually happens. So I'm going to give you the realistic rundown of how it goes when we're here in Washington pretty much all the time. Whether really, I do a lot more activity when it's sunny and warm, but I would say nine months out of the year, if we're here, the goal is never ever to be here again when it's not sunny season, to be completely frank with you. Um, <laughs> but it has worked out with the two remodel, well, the remodel and the van build that we have been here all winter. 
Um, so this is what my realistic Washington schedule looks like. I wake up at 7 a.m. rather than 6. Uh, the sun doesn't come out until 8 up in here, and it is a struggle. So 7 a.m. is as, pretty much as early as I can, can make it happen. A lot of times 6.30, but on average, we'll call it 7. Um, wake up and do my AM routine. By 8, 8 a.m., I would be wrapping that up, and I would check in just real quick on Voxer and hop in the shower. 9 a.m., I would either start my calls or hop into Voxer. 10 a.m., I'm either doing calls or errands slash breakfast dates. Those are important to me. Um, 11 a.m., calls or errands, depending on the day. And then noon is lunchtime. I'm done with calls for the day. Sometimes my calls go till 1230, but I really, really like to be done by noon because by then my brain is done. It's toast. So by 2 p.m., we're either home from lunch or our errands and it's rest time. Um, and then I kind of have just been TikToking, you know, talking on Voxer. I do some Voxer around three o'clock, um, but I like to rest after 2 p.m., 5 p.m., start dinner or my evening work. Um, and then 10 p.m. in bed. So that's kind of the realistic winter schedule. It's slightly different if we're traveling. So 6 a.m. wake up a little earlier, especially because, you know, in other parts of the world, the sun rises early and it actually comes out. Um, if we're in the van, we're headed out of our spot by 7 a.m. Just for the sake of like, uh, what is the word? I don't know. Um, to be cordial, I guess. Uh, we don't want to like hang around anywhere too long. Um, so typically we would like head out to the beach or depending on like what our day entails, we would just head out of our parking spot by 7am. Um, we would arrive at our destination for at least the morning and we would get ready and have our AM routine then. Um, at about 9am we would start boxers, 10am we would have calls if we have them, otherwise we would start free time. So we had a really, really glorious day. One day in, um, San Diego and it was just like the dream. Um, I started my day, woke up around 6, left our spot about 7, went to Coronado, found a perfect parking spot right on the beach, got ready, made breakfast, kind of lounged around, did our Voxers. Um, once I had wrapped up Voxers, we went for a walk all along the beach, up through the Dell, back around, grabbed um, some juice and some pastries at Parakeet, which is one of my favorite gluten-free, dairy-free places. Um, did like kind of a little loop and back to our van at the beach. And so that was just like such a nice little morning, like free time thing. And like, literally the dream. I remember moving to San Diego and it was during the time of the the rise of Beachbody and like the influencers and the online work, online business, working for yourself from the internet was just becoming a thing. And I wanted it so badly. And for some reason, Coronado was always part of it. And if you guys have not been to Coronado, California, Coronado Island, um, just west, a bridge ride over from downtown San Diego. Um, there's also a tiny little ferry you can ride. But if you've not been there, it is magic. And it's always been part of my dream. And like that day just sticks out in my mind as such an achievement for me. Like Chaz had posted a picture and he was like, this was a dream. This was the whole idea. 
this was why we did this. And it was such like a soul fulfilling moment. So I would say that was like a perfect day. Um, so after we had like our little walk around, um, we went to lunch with a friend. We had Din Tai Fung, one of our very favorite places, uh, order the green beans and the Xiaolong Bao. Thank me later. Um, <laughs> and we had a Michelle lunch date, which is always at least four hours. Really, they take you from lunch into dinner and you could kind of do like a double, a double date basically with Michelle, like double date, meaning lunch and dinner, breakfast and lunch. Um, <laughs> we, we did that that day and that was ideal. Um, but in between lunch and dinner, we rested. And I had mentioned earlier, like, I love that I can bring my van and I can rest in the parking lot. Cause that's what we did. Um, we went to dinner. That's the next thing. 5 PM dinner and evening work. And then 9 PM arriving at our parking for the night, getting ready for bed and then in bed by 10. So that's kind of the realistic version. And I'm going to be honest, that's the version I love the most. Like, it's just such a dream. And all the things that had to happen for us to get there, all the sacrifices we had to make, um, all of the late nights, all of the working multiple jobs at the same time, it all was for something. And I'm so appreciative of myself that I did that and that I built a life based on what I knew I wanted and what I knew I was going for. Um, so just to recap what my weekly looks like, I don't work on Mondays. I call it CEO day. If you don't know what a CEO day is, um, that is something I can outline for you a little later, but really what it means is it's not a day off. It's a day to get things done in your business. So whether this is the day you're working behind the scenes, whether this is the day that you're creating content, um, Part of our CEO day is running errands and grocery shopping because we got to eat if we want to be productive. So uh, we have worked that into CEO day because it was always a Sunday tradition for us. And Sundays were awful at the grocery store. They were jam-packed and they had nothing. And we were like, wait a minute. <laughs> when I retired Chaz a little over a year ago now, we were like, we could do this on Mondays. We don't work on Mondays. And... That's what we did. And it works incredibly for us. On Tuesdays, I either and or all the above host EIA if it's in season. Um, I'll record the podcast if I need to. This podcast, the ELP. Uh, I'll see one-to-one -one clients and I'll have clarity calls that day. Wednesday mornings, I get up bright and early Wednesdays. Not every single Wednesday, but like three out of four. And I record the podcast for the Clarity Co. And we have our staff meeting. Um, I do one-on-one -on -one clients that day as well and strategy lunches if we're in a space where that is available. On Thursdays, those are my membership call days. So second and fourth Thursdays of the month is when I'm hosting those if they're happening. Otherwise, it's just one-on-one -on -one clients and Clarity calls. And then Fridays, I don't work on Fridays. And again, that took me quite a while to get to a place where I thought I deserved that. And then even longer to get to a place where I actually implemented it um, and truly believed that I deserved it. Um, and now, gosh, I haven't worked on a Friday in a long time. Um, but a lot of times we'll leave early Thursday 
especially if I don't have any calls on Thursday, sometimes we'll leave early Wednesday um, so that we can travel and not have to travel on the weekends. And when I say travel, I mean like drive to a destination. So like when we're going from Washington to California, if we're not taking the coast, like if we're just taking I-5, there's really not a lot to do on the way there. So we just do it as, as a straight shot. California to Texas, same thing. There's um, far less even to do on the way to Texas. <laughs> so again, straight shot. Um, I think travel days will be different when there are pit stops along the way, but for now we do a lot of straight shots. So that means like three consecutive days. Um, all that being said, I hope, I hope, hope, hope that you have been thinking this whole time about what your ideal schedule would be. Not just right now, but like later, four years into the future, five years into the future. What do you want your days to look like? Because here's the thing, my friend, you absolutely have it in you to design them. It was my dream <laughs> when I first started as not as an entrepreneur, just like even in the, in the startup space, working for other people, I had these mentors and I had these bosses who had chased after their dreams and created something all on their own. And that gave me the gumption <laughs> to believe I could do that. Right. Because I saw it being done and I saw the tactics that got them there and I knew how much sacrifice it would take, but I also pretty much had the playbook. And then I got to a place where I was in charge of my own schedule and I made a job for myself. I even, I laugh at this now, I even had designed payment days to only be on the 1st or 15th of the month because I was essentially cutting myself a paycheck. Isn't that funny? I thought it would be easy for billing because at first I didn't have automatic billing. I was having to like send out invoices. Um, so it was easier for billing before I had like Dubsado, but <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Like I created a job for myself. That was the first order of business. When I had my own business, I created consistency and a job for myself. And then I realized that was not the dream. And I was like, wow, I can actually create something that I'm not just here to work. And I love working. I love it so much. It's so fulfilling for me. I always say like I raise businesses instead of babies and that's what I chose to do. And I am so a mother, just not of children. <laughs> I raise businesses and I love it so much. But I've realized throughout these six years that I've been doing this, that it was okay to take time for myself too, especially for my physical self. Like it's so important to recharge and rest your brain and you can't give your best all the time. If you're running yourself dry, it's not possible to give your best to every single person. And it's really not fair to charge everyone the same amount if you're not giving them the best or the same amount of you. So I really hope you're thinking about what you need to do now and what you should implement in your schedule now so that you can have the life that you really, really want. And I hope that this doesn't come off braggy because it's, that is not what it's meant to do. It is meant to inspire you and show you that like, I'm a girl that comes from nothing. I come from a family 
where work means you put your work boots on and you get to work and you get your hands dirty and you work overtime and you, you're not paid well for it. I come from a blue collar family and it was really, really hard to unlearn the whole trading hours for dollars thing. And it was something I had to really, really sit with myself for a long time about. But when I discovered that it didn't have to be that hard, and I think being sick was a lot of it, like having autoimmune kind of forced me to think, okay, how can I make this exponential? How can I create a life that I don't have to show up for every single dollar per hour. You know what I mean? How can I create a life that allows me to make money without overdoing it for myself? And it's completely possible for really anyone. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be a teacher. You could be a nail tech. You could be a construction worker. And you can step into an exponential form of income. Everyone has something to teach. If you want to be someone who leads people, this is absolutely something that is possible for you. So changing your schedule or starting even starting a schedule that supports this life that you are ready to live is something I am going to be teaching in Kickstart Your Membership. It's obviously something I teach in my one-on-one programs and in EIA. Um, But if you guys have been following along, KYM or Kickstart Your Membership is a course and it's technically the first course that I'm ever actually launching. I've put out or not put out, I've created (laughs) many courses that I've never put out because I have always felt like courses are not a full product. They need to be supported by back-end membership or they should be done as a cohort so that they can have support because it's just not realistic to put information in front of someone and expect them to have a transformation without allowing them space to ask questions and apply it to their situation. Um, so this is something I'm teaching in KYM. And, and the reason I'm, I'm finally comfortable releasing a course like KYM is because it's just step one. It's not the final product. It's not a standalone product. I mean, people can absolutely buy it and never move on to the next step with me. They can absolutely go go it on their own, but there's the option for support afterwards. Finally, there's something that I can offer that has a back-end support system, which, you know, I totally believe in. So because I want you to create a schedule that allows you to work toward and live the life that you're striving for, that's why I have built that into KYM. And I'm super excited to finally announce a real date. (laughs) I had a big emotional week last week and I was supposed to launch KYM into the world last week and I didn't get to it. And I felt so bad about it. But then I was like, you know what? There's a time for everything. Everything is in perfect timing. And this week was meant for something else. (laughs) And so I pushed it back a week. So it is officially going to launch next week. Monday, February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, and I cannot wait. So a week from today, is it's going to be out there into the world. And I'm so excited because, again, I'm going to be able to walk you through creating a schedule that allows you to work toward that life 
that you're striving for. Something that's realistic, but flexible and still challenges you. So all three of those elements are so, so important in your schedule. If, but because if you resent your work, if you are living a life right now that has components that you resent and it's your work, you're not living your life to the fullest and your work doesn't have to feel like that. And, you know, they always say, oh, if you, um, if you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life or, you know, whatever it is. (sighs) That's not completely true. (laughs) We can love our jobs, but we, we, you and me, we have the power to create our jobs. We're not just subscribing to someone else's idea of what we're supposed to do. We get to create this from scratch and it starts with your schedule. That's the number one thing that you're in control of. So my challenge for you today is to start brain dumping. What are all of the things that in your ideal schedule you would accomplish in a day? How would it feel? What is the goal here? Because your schedule should always correlate with a feeling. Maybe it's accomplishment. Maybe it's empowerment. Maybe it's whatever the opposite of resentment is. (laughs) Joy, I guess. That's what I want you to focus on is what are all these things that need to happen And how does it make you feel when you look at that schedule? You don't want it to feel overwhelming. That's for sure. So that's my challenge for you today. Start brain dumping that. I'm not saying you have to implement it right away. I'm not saying that it has to be perfect. I'm just saying that you need to get it on paper. You need to start somewhere. All right, guys, that's what I've got for you this week. Like I said, super excited to launch KYM next week. Scheduling is just a very small part of what's happening in this program. Um, It really is the prerequisites to building your membership. It's everything that you need to do, not just your schedule, but how to prepare your audience, how to launch a freebie that's not going to fall flat, how to map out your blueprint and make sure that everything that you're planning to do in your membership actually makes sense. So cannot wait to get that out into the world. If you know anybody who would really, really benefit with that, I would absolutely love it if you shared with that with them. Um, on that note, I would absolutely love it if you left a review for the podcast. I have not asked for this yet. I don't think maybe once. Um, but we are now 15 episodes in. I can't even believe that. It's crazy. Um, we're 15 episodes in and I would love to start building up ratings and reviews for the podcast. It can absolutely help us get in front of different guests and different audiences. And as you guys know, that is the way that podcasts grow. So I would absolutely appreciate that. Thank you so much. I will catch up with you guys next week. And of course, over on Instagram and I'll talk to you later. Have a wonderful week.